A vacation lunch is very different than any other kind of lunch. We had the best vacation lunch it's, ever. It was like, We had slow. a string of vacation was, lunch. Yeah, we honestly went to the same place like six days in a row. Why not? Gosh, it was glorious. It broke. Glorious. All I want, so years ago, years and years ago, I went to Nice. We had a couple, some friends of ours, a couple. You were somewhere in Europe. I had to go to work. And the three of us went to Nice, and then we were all going to meet up in Paris. This is the most bougie thing I've ever said in my life. But we went to Nice, and I remember in this area of France, on the beach, maybe all over Europe, but um, I had never seen like fabulous older couples go sit out at a table on at a restaurant on the beach with a bottle of wine for like six hours. Same bottle of wine, just keep it chilled on ice and just live their best lives. And I was like, I mean... Hashtag goals? A slow, sunny lunch with a beautiful view. What more do you need, Hollis? It's not what we're doing right now. It's I'll tell not. you that. We're trapped it's inside a tiny room. Sitting in the old podcast studio. I have hit the place in our nutrition plan where I would just rather starve than eat <laughs> chicken breasts and lettuce again. I, uh, I can't. I I'm, can't I'm, do I'm it. I'm at the point where I'm drinking two gallons of water a day. Uh, I'm trying to anyway. And I drank a full gallon before noon, mm-hmm. which in part was... I knew that I needed to go to the kitchen and get that dang chicken breast. And huh. I was like, you know what? I'll just have a gallon of water. Yeah. That no. sounds delicious. The key with this nutrition plan is just to be so hungry that you don't mind eating anything. And therefore, you will eat just the most boring meal on the planet. Hi, I'm Rachel Hollis. And I'm Dave Hollis. And we're married. For like 15 years. And we have four kids. That's like a thousand kids. We've been foster parents to four kids as well. And we're running a business together. That's a lot of things. It is a lot of things. But we know that it's possible to have an exceptional relationship regardless of the stresses you have in your life. So if you want some tips and tricks on how we get through all the things, this is Rise Together. doing so well it's interesting like anything what do you mean we were doing well like we were happy about it we were we were eating here's the thing when we first stepped into this new plan the idea of having instead of three meals a day eight meals a day was a thing that we were like oh i'm here for this well i know why it's hard now because they took rice away they took rice away why would you take (laughs) rice away you never... we, we are on, we're working with this nutritionist who is like super hardcore about your energy level all day long. And we had, we got to have a little oatmeal in the morning and a little like a spoonful of rice at lunchtime. But lordy, do you live don't for those. it always seem to go that yes. you don't know what you got till Did it's it, gone. Did that song make you cry when we were a long distance relationship as you realized that you had given up the best thing you'd ever had, which was me? Yes. Thank you for bringing me back there. I moved to Minneapolis, Minnesota at the beginning of the courtship. It's documented in chapter five, my favorite chapter of Girl, Wash it's Your like Face. like nine months into the courtship, but okay. Yeah, fair. And uh, as much as we were together, I, before I left, attempted to make us not together. Remember that fun lunch? Yeah, that yeah. was a fun lunch. That was a hard lunch. Took you out to the old lunch spot oh, and then said... Wolfgang Pucks. Oh, Wolfgang Pucks. I was having my sweet potato soup. 
and you dropped a bomb on me. Just to like paint this picture for you guys, um, day we had been, you know, you read the book, you know this chapter. It was like this wishy-washy awesome. yeah. time. Here's the good news. I'm going to tell you a version of my side of this story in my book that is basically like, hey, I was broken for all these reasons. Yeah. And here's why I was such an asshole. But 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 but, but at the time. I was like, he was so excited. He got this huge job offer. It was like amazing opportunity. And all I can think is he's moving to Minnesota. Minnesota. And I said, are you going to date other girls when you're there? I mean, the fact that I use the term girls should have told you where I was in my maturity level. Are you going to date other girls when you're there? And he like stopped and was like, the worst line you've ever heard in your, your life, you guys. Wait for this. He says. I don't know. I'm not there. Hey, I was I'm just not being there honest. Yet. I was being honest. I know, but like, let me finish my soup. Let me have my free bread that came with my soup before you break my tiny baby bird heart. I don't know. I'm not there yet. The answer is no. Of course, I'm not going to date other girls. But, you know, wait until a different moment. So I, I mean, I stormed out of that restaurant. Here's like the thing. It I was mean, my job. Like I was Delta Burke in designing women. I like left the building. I think you're, I think you're pot committed here. I think you're in on this relationship. So I'll let you in on a little secret from that conversation. Yeah. I did break it to you easily because I knew for sure I was going to date other people. And I thought by telling you that I wasn't sure because I wasn't there yet was me being nice. We have different opinions <laughs> of what nice looks like. <laughs> you just made my heart stop. Like I thought if this man is about to tell me after 17 years together that he was like already dating another girl. Oh, please. Or di- I, I mean, I am going to flip this table, which is hard because our, it's like our table is like marble. It's very something. heavy. It's a big table. Um, if right now you're like, man, oh, is this what this episode's about? Long distance and weird fights? Nope. No. It's just about nothing and everything because your favorite nothing and everything 30 minutes of weekdays is coming back at you. What? The the morning show that nobody's talking about? Nobody's talking about it. The Start Today Morning Show is back or it's coming back. It's coming back August 26th. August 26th. I am very excited about the return of the morning show that literally no one is talking about. If you're not familiar with it, you are not one of the 200,000 people who watch it, which is the craziest, dumbest Get thing on in the board. world. Uh, Dave and I literally turn our phones on every weekday morning at 8 a.m. Central for 30 minutes and we just talk about anything like, let me all, let me tell you guys a story about my youngest son. So he comes back from camp. <laughs> it's Saturday morning. He comes back from camp. I'm like, okay, you've had weeks at camp. You've lived your best life. You went on the blob. You had Spartan, like whatever you do at camp. But you're back and you got to load the dishwasher. You got to load the dishwasher. That's just like, this is what we do. We're a no. family. We do chores. He loses his ever-loving mind. Like all the hopes that I had that camp was going to get the dramatics out of this child, I'm, you know, sorry, didn't work. He's like, I, he's crying. Why do I, you know, you got to go through the whole, you know, 11-minute thing. You guys, you got to know what I'm talking about? Where you're like, why? 
why do we know the eventual conclusion is you're going to load the stinking dishwasher. You're going to load this dishwasher. So why do I have to battle you to the death and talk through every, you know, the big boys don't have to, and I didn't do that, ba 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 the whole thing. And he's crying, and I'm talking him down from the ledge and all the things. And then the greatest line I've ever heard as a parent. He's like, I don't want to have to do chores. And I said, guess what? This is real life. And sometimes in real life, you got to do chores. And he straight looks at me with tears running down his face. And he says, no, real life is about pursuing your passions. And I am not passionate about washing dishes. I'm not lying. This is your son. And I this started laughing. I know. I know. It's my fault. I started laughing so hard because it was the funniest thing I've ever heard in my life. And then he got pissed because now immediately Ford goes to this place of like, I'm laughing at him. Of course. He doesn't understand the whole laughing with him. He's a sensitive kid. The funny he thing is. is he'd come back from camp. The kids were gone for a, like a freaking month. It was a beautiful, wonder, wonderful Delicious. thing. Delicious. Like they had. Our house was so clean. Our house was clean. Our house was quiet. Quiet. But they were living their best lives. And um, if someone hmm. is upset about the fact that we send our kids to camp, where should they send an email to? www.youdon'tunderstandthebeautyofcamp.mindyourownbusiness.org.gov, son. <laughs> I mean, give me a break. Here's the thing. We put them uh, through a camp experience last year that they just loved. And they do these camp uh, weeks in increments where you go for a couple weeks and then you get to decide, hey, do you want to keep going? And last year, they went for two weeks, decided to opt in to a third this year, we gave them the option at the beginning of camp, hey, how many weeks would you like to go to? They said, sign us up for the three weeks. You don't need to do any opt-in anything. And as it turned out, the third week ran into a fourth week opt-in. And two of our three boys opted into that fourth week, lived their best life. It was 100 stinking degrees yeah, outside. It was really hot. Zero AC at the yeah. old camp. So bless them. They yeah, we just... got one kid back. One kid stayed, which means, you guys, like I said this to another mom the other day, and I like, she judged me. It was not even, she was not trying to be rude. I know she wasn't, but like the way it came out, I was like, for four weeks, two of our children did not live in our home. Yeah. And she was like, I could never. You know and why she like, said that? Because she never has. Yeah. And until she does, she could never know. Yeah. What, what's, what's amazing is they did not have technology oh, for such a month. A they were and in situations. They sang songs and, they, did and they stood on stages and were leaders of other people their age. And they like took responsible risk and did all the things that like you'd hope for at a camp, which was amazing. But I started by saying, they're gone for this length of time, and you get a weekly phone call from the counselor giving you an update on how life's going at camp. And then in between the weekly phone call, every once in a while, you get a phone call. Yeah. And Well, didn't we get an email telling us the first thing? Because we were like so, we are like emotional. Oh, I mean, yeah. Ford. You have to start there. Yeah, so Ford, Ford, Ford had three times when there was an outreach that was not the traditional weekly outreach. Bless his little heart. He was six when he left for camp. And Why don't you keep telling people things that they're going to send us nasty notes? Oh, It's uh, like you made a list. Because here's the thing. Nobody's going to judge you. 
Nobody's going to send you DMs being mean. They're only going to send them to me. Oh, yeah. You can either send them to the website that I just said, or you can send them right on over to Rachel Hollis, <laughs> because I am just fine with that. He turned seven while he was at camp. He tur- Not only did he turn seven, they got him a cake. He Birthday was celebrating party. with all of his new very best friends that he was living with at a camp for a month. Relative to the kind of birthday party we could have thrown him, the kid made out like a bandit. I don't, I don't, if someone thinks that we're bad parents for letting our son go where there's a blob, a boat, archery, and a whole bunch of other great stuff for kids on his birthday, you know where to send the notes. Anyway, <laughs> the bottom line is the first note that we get was we just have to let you know that Ford, after having been one of the like, Less mature kids last year has really come into his own. And on the first of these like ceremonies where they carry a candle down to the front of the camp, he's the kid carrying the candle. He's the first candle lighter he's of a the candle camp lighter. session. And we're at Rise. We're backstage at Rise Dallas. And I start crying because I'm like, this is so beautiful. Bless this up. kid struggled so hard last summer, and now he's the candle lighter. He's the candle And lighter. let's be honest, there's a certain amount of like, we are doing it. We are parenting We are correctly. those parents that we raised a candle lighter. Yes, yes we, we did. raised a candle yes, lighter. Yes, we did. Cheryl. Pam, where's your candle lighter? He might have been away during his birthday, but he lit a candle, Susan. Yes, he did. Yes, he did, Karen. Stop it, Sheila. So we basked in the glory of our parenting greatness for, I swear to you, 37 minutes. It was like 38 minutes, and it was so short-lived because of the phone call that came Immediately after, I'd wiped the very, the, uh, the very last bit of salt water that had run out of your eye hole. It was. Crying about how awesome he is. There's a voicemail. I probably have the voicemail. Oh, my God. We have to play it Hold if you on. have it. Hold this on. is this, this will make this episode I was going to play it on stage amazing. at Rise. <laughs> and so I hope you're doing well. Um, so I'm just calling about Ford. He is doing fine. Um, he's not hurt, and everything is going pretty well. Hold on. <laughs> when the first thing they tell you <laughs> is he's not hurt. He's not hurt. You know you're in trouble. But we need to talk about okay, something. Okay, okay, hold on. I was just calling you about an incident that happened last night. There was uh, one of his cabin mates named Rob on another kid's bed. So right now... I'm like, oh, no. oh, who's this Rob character? Who's this Rob? What did Rob, Rob do? Rob sounds like trouble. Rob hurt my baby. You know what Rob's parents didn't raise? A candle a lighter. A candle lighter. That is for darn okay, sure. Okay, let's see what's going on with Rob. And since Rob wasn't like listening to like when they hit the other kid to get up. Yep, see? I knew it. Troublemaker. Um, Ford wanted to help the situation. Of course he wanted to help this because sweet boy. He he's going to be a candle lighter again. Child helper. But he was a little too aggressive and he Right now. <laughs> right now so you're like, "Oh no." A little too aggressive. Oh, no. What what did he do? What did he do? And he bit Rob's toe. <laughs> <laughs> he bit. He bit, he bit Rob's toe. You guys, not even like a normal body part. He bit Rob's toe. Oh, bless. Oh, my word. I went from the heights 
of parenting glory to the depths of parenting shame, my kid is basically the Mike Tyson of Cabin 4. Look at you with the Mike Tyson reference, As honey. I was saying it, I was like, is he going to be a proud of me? A little of Vander Holyfield's ear reference. Yes, thank oh, you. I'm so thank proud you. of you. Thank you. So we got two other messages. Uh, one what were of the others? I don't remember. Oh, well, one of them was that he... Was, he was going into, you know, it's like boys being boys, but another boy pulled his towel off as he was coming out of oh, the I shower. Oh, I didn't hear that. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, and did so he get Ford, pissed? Oh, he got very angry. Ford is very emotional. And so he put his towel back on and then kicked the kid. Oh, bless and it. And then the kid swung at him. Oh. And then they ended up in a little bit of a tussle. And the thing shower is... Shower fight? He had a shower fight? I think the towel stayed on. I but I do so. believe that it got a little it got a little rowdy. Wow. And so when I got that phone call, I'll be honest, my reaction was, well, good for him. I mean, I, like, I don't want to encourage violence necessarily. But if someone's going to mess with you, I do think... Like stand up for yourself. The day that we picked up Ford, I picked up Ford. You got you were speaking in Indianapolis. Yep. Send the notes to Rachel. Uh, I picked him up, and the first thing out of his mouth was, "I did get in a little bit of a fight. And I just want to apologize for that." And I was like, "Oh, oh, okay. Tell me about. It. Tell me what happened." So he like runs me through what basically this counselor had already given me detail wise, and then I said, "You know what? You do have to stand up for yourself, my man." Probably not with uh, fisticuffs necessarily, yeah. but and maybe while wearing clothes. Yeah, no, throw throw some clothes on. Yeah. But it was one of those things where I was like, I don't want to tell you that I'm proud of you for trying to kick somebody else's butt for messing with you, but I'm kind of proud of you for standing up for yourself because I I want him to stand up. For well, himself. I think there's something um, beautiful about camp, and we keep talking about camp, and this is not an ad. No. We pay all the money to send these kids to this camp. But something else that I think was really beautiful and why I love it so much, if you have kids and you would consider it even for a week, I just think it's so powerful. One is it for our oldest son, I feel like it gives him – he can be – I'm trying to think of the, the way to say this. He can be precious about getting dirty – being without air conditioning, going without technology. And so I love camp for him because he comes back and his stories are like, I swam the lake. Yeah. I took a, you know, rifle class. I Jackson I, and I share the same feeling for nature now. Which I mean, is a negative feeling. Which is, do I have to go outside? Yeah. Like the idea of camping and people who are listening that love camping, oh, the world rather, needs you. No, I'm glad I that, don't the, want the, that the campgrounds of America can count on you. No, I am just, I'm just not that person. You I, I couldn't pay me. Like I'm trying to think of like the most favorite people in the world where they're like, you get to hang out with Oprah, but for some weird reason, you and Oprah, you're in a tent in Yosemite and you're sleeping like on the ground. Can't go. I can't I'm do it. I'm busy that weekend. That's going to be at me and Opes at our at our worst. We're not going to be able to like <laughs> solve the world's problem when we're like going to sleep and it's freezing and waking up in the morning and the tent's Sweaty. basically on fire. Yeah. 
why would anyone choose this? Yeah. So, but I agree. Like it puts it pushes him out of a normal state. And yeah. like when he like the first thing he said when he came back was his time for swimming across mm-hmm. the lake, yeah. which I was like, yes, sir. Yeah. And really cool. Also, by the way, congratulations for swimming for 19 consecutive minutes. My goodness. Speaking of Jackson, did you see the uh, dance that he and I put on TikTok? Oh, geez. You and this TikTok. I am really into it. And by the way, do, I wish I could have a Do people listening actually know what TikTok is? So TikTok... Because TikTok is a thing that I think like Jackson knows about, but yeah. normal people with so jobs TikTok... don't. TikTok... TikTok is a is a social platform that is 60 second or less videos and it is predominantly um 12 year olds. No, it's like uh, well yeah. It's <laughs> it's kids. It's it's teenagers who are on it. My kids love it. They love the videos and I had heard Jackson talking about it. He'd showed me some of his friends. So Jackson doesn't make videos, but he was like consuming the other kids at school what they made. And anytime my kids are looking at something, I want to know what it is. So I had also, we've had more and more at Rise Conference, moms bring their teenage daughters. And those daughters are getting younger and younger. Or young girls wait in line for book signings. And so I just thought, like, so often, it happened today, like, so many people, moms, will say, are you going to write a book for teenage girls? And I responded to someone this morning and said, No, because teenage girls, sorry, are not reading nonfiction. Teenage girls are spending their time on TikTok and YouTube and Instagram. And so I love the idea of creating content that's just for them, but you have to meet them where they're at. And I'm not saying that, of course, there are girls who do read it, but like, I don't know a lot of 12-year-olds that are like, oh, I want to go read this book by this woman that my mom likes. Because P.S., I got on TikTok and I started creating all the content there is just for teen girls, but it's hilarious. They're so sweet and I am loving learning about this culture, which P.S. is just repeating itself. Do you guys know what's popular with teenage girls today? Vans, puka shell necklaces, scrunchies, basically everything that existed when we were girls. It all just comes back it around. It comes back. But they all comment and they're like, my mom loves you. And I'm like, well, what about you, Chloe? <laughs> Can I but, get some love, Chloe? So on this platform, it's just like, we, I know you'd have to like see it to understand, but people make up dances and things and then everybody else does that dance. And so Jackson and I spent an hour and a half on Sunday learning this dance. It was actually, I got to give I'm you very credit. i of us. That it's more complicated than a dance I could do because I can't do any yes. dances, yeah. but it was very, very well done. And I think maybe the most important thing would I have loved out of TikTok, it's let you and Jackson Absolutely. have this awesome connection on a platform that he loves, even just like you guys watching videos or sending them back yeah. and forth to each other. I mean, last night, Ford watching you know like getting to watch a handful of the things that you'd saved was like it's 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 really fun to watch them have fun with the things that they love naturally with you i feel like it's you know it's important if you are considering it like like any social platform there's going to be stuff on that platform you do not want your kids to see um because you know you just know how the the internet yeah, yeah there's a lot of language there's nothing like really i haven't seen a lot of 
boobies, but I have. I was just trying to. That's the only way I could think of to say. It. Wow. But I, there are people cuss and stuff, and so you 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 can't let them like go free and have it on their own. That's real. Um, but that yeah, we we learned to dance, so that feels pretty exciting. I my thing is like I want to meet them where they're at. Like, I definitely want our kids to do things with us. Like, we're doing something tonight. We're going to fancy dinner. We are going to fancy dinner. We're doing our first annual back-to-school dinner. We've never done this before, but um, I, you know, I, I don't – lots of people have back-to-school traditions. I love – we did – we were on vacation as a family, and we're – I forget why, but it was, like, the only restaurant we could get reservations for was, like, really nice like you got to wear a dinner jacket and we were starving and we didn't want to eat at the pool again for like the fourth night in a row i'm like you know what we're just gonna make we was we just had the boys and we're like we're just gonna make these fools go to this nice restaurant and it weirdly ended up being so much fun it was awesome and it there was something about them being in a nice restaurant where they felt like they had to like be more buttoned up. They their game elevated to meet honestly the environment they and were it's, in. And it was great for teaching manners. And we talked for two hours. The five of us talked, which is you know most of the time you're kind of like whatever. Um, so we're gonna do that tonight. And the reason behind it, this is something you guys should totally steal, even if you don't do it as a dinner. We are going to dinner so that we can all set our intentions for the school year. So they're, we're going to go good. around the table and they're all going to say like my goals for this year and then the rest of the family is going to hear those and be mindful of the same way that we would do at work. It's such an interesting difference one year into living here because I can remember going through a little bit of an intention setting exercise with the boys as it was primarily nerve related. Yeah. Like we're starting a new school. Will these people be nice? Is there going to be someone whose toe I have to bite? Like Honestly. All, like all the things that would normally go into the insecurity of starting a new school are long gone. Yeah. These guys are so pumped for school to start back up, which is such a stinking blessing. I love the fact that they're excited about it. We're only a week away. so. But even I think asking your kid, what is your intention? Which means you have to explain what that means. And... I had a conversation with Jackson the other day as the oldest. I wanted him to understand what the conversation was going to be so that tonight when we go to dinner, he can lead out for his brothers. Model. And even that conversation, I learned things about him that he struggles with at school that he wouldn't tell me. The thing with this is interesting because I'm such a like mama bear with them and how other kids act. I think that he doesn't tell me. When he's getting teased. Do you think that? I Well, but I don't think that that's unique necessarily to you being any kind of way other than the mother of a human. I I just think like all boys do that. Yeah. Because I I, I feel like girls would be like, mom, this girl said something. But he knows like the few times that he's told me that kids at school have said something about him. I'm like, oh, oh, I'm about to cut that kid. I got to get to a. What's been interesting is the times when things have happened where you're like, okay, well, then you definitely need to find a new circle. You need to find a different human to hang out with. The like season, like the seasons of being unhappy or feeling like someone has now like got back in your good graces when you're talking about middle school can be like four hours. It's it's, so it's I think it's almost like he's a couple of times shared, hey. 
I'm struggling with this person. They did this thing. And you're yeah. like, well, then they're dead to me. So yeah. never see them again. And then like four hours goes by and they're like, well, I mean, it wasn't that bad. Yeah. I think I'm fine to come back and I'm, to I'm super hardcore about it because my thing that I try and teach them and I want them to learn now is if you allow someone to treat you badly, they get away with that for the rest of the time. It's like they're, you know, when you're like the nerdier kid and you want to hang out with the popular kids and like the price of admission is the popular kids get to treat you like crap. No way. That's going to follow them forever. That's going to follow them into adulthood. And so I'm trying to teach them now, like, yeah, even the younger kids, like, yeah, just because that like one week you were crying about this kid in your class. Now they want to be friends with you again because you got a new bike like that. Or a new video game yeah. or a new whatever. But by the way, this isn't exclusive to kids that are going Not into seventh all. grade. This is like adults trying to fit into some group at work or whatever 100%. it might be. Like, I just made an IGTV about this today. Did you see that? I did not see this. Um, I made this because I had asked because of TikTok. I asked Jackson to tell me, to, to ask his friends, his friends who are girls at school, what they're struggling with so I could create content just for them. And he sends me this list that his girl, not girlfriends, like dating, but friends who are girls, sends the list of what they're struggling with. And I look at the list and I'm like, this is literally everything that 43-year-old women, 26-year-old sure. women are sending me notes about. Yeah. And so I made a video about like how are – guys, it's one thing to be working through this in middle school. It is quite another to still be dealing with it 30 years later. Yeah. So what, – uh, What things were they? Wait. At 12? Are you kidding, Dave? Of course. I don't know what the kids are doing. That's where it starts for like all. Yeah, because you start going through puberty and your body changes or you come from a family where they say things to you like it's a whole mess. That's real. Weight, um, being popular and what the other girls like say about you, feeling like you don't have the right clothes. Like you don't fit, you know, hello, this I, is just all the that. stuff. Yeah. Um, stressing about grades or performance, like that you need, you know, you've got to be at the top of your class or whatever. Uh, but it's just all the, it's all the same stuff. Yeah, it is. I mean, there's so many times where our conversations with the way that other people are including or being kind or, or whatever, always end up coming back to my own personal experience of like, if someone isn't pouring into my life that I have I have zero time yeah. I just have no time for it and I try to always like remind the kids like you know how many people from elementary school or middle school are still a part of my life 0.0 isn't that true you know I mean and, and by the way there may you be don't want to hear that when you're in middle no, school you're it, like this it, is my best friend forever yeah but like to just give a little context for how important this is actually going to be when you actually become a grown-up human being like Give me a break. These people who are giving you a hard time are going to struggle with their own insecurity for their whole life. Yeah. I made a YouTube video, so I want to make a long-form video for these girls, my new community of teenage girls. Oh, your TikTok crew? (laughs) My TikTok crew. And it was the five things that I want – the five things you need to know before you go back to school. And the second thing on my list was middle school slash high school, whichever one you're in, will not last. Yeah, And I said that from two angles. One is if you're doing everything in your power, if you're hurting other people, if you're hurting yourself to be the most popular in high school, I said, I know you don't feel like it right now, but this is like a drop in the bucket. This is going to be nothing in your life. Oh, yeah. And then the other side of that is if you're miserable right now, if it sucks, I'm so sorry, but that's most of us have that story. 
I promise you middle school will not last. What would be interesting is actually finding a like set of stories from people who had hard middle and high school experiences and how they were able to turn that pain into power. Like, yeah, well, there what? are so many, like your story. Shoot, well, no, you... I'm like all the nerds. This is what I said in the video. All the nerds in my high school and junior high are the people who now are running businesses, huge entrepreneurs, built amazing things. Like, I don't want to make sweeping generalizations that the popular girls who picked on other people are now, you know. You know, Crystal's working at a gas station. She we is. wish her the we very her well. best when that premium diesel goes up in price. You got to get on that ladder and move the sign around. <laughs> That's okay. She's using all but the skills that she got from being popular back then. I'm all about the nerds. I'm all about the dorks. I want my kids to be the nerdy kids. Like, I am. I, I do I, not I, want my kids to be popular. I do want you my, want your kids to be popular? No. I, the thing is, I want my kids to be kind. I want yeah. my kids to be kind, and I want them to do well at the things they do well at. I honestly don't care at all, at all, if my kids get three Cs, if they get two A pluses. Because I really am most interested in them excelling at the thing that they excel at yeah. and having us pour every ounce of attention into the things that they're great at. Um, I think it's pretty interesting how our kids all get good grades, not straight A's, but they all get good grades. And we care about, you know, we believe anything that you do, you should do with excellence. You should you should strive to be great at anything that you're going to put time into. But I, I am so with you. Like grades are not – it made me sad when that friend of his said how much she struggles with not having perfect grades. And I thought, is that something she's creating or is that something her parents are creating? Oh, man. I, here's the thing. I was, who cares? I, I was valedictorian. I got all A's all my life. Did it stress you and out it to keep sucked. it? sucked. Oh, really? It, yeah. Well, the thing is I was – gifted with an ability to not have to work as hard to get a good grade on a test every single yeah. time. So good news or bad news, however you want to look at it from my fixed mindset problems that linger from that. But I, my pursuit of grades was unhealthy at a certain point because it came, it became a little bit of a, if I can get good enough grades, then I will affirm that I'm worthy of your love mom worthy yeah. of like being recognized as being enough at school through some weird certificate they'll give it an assembly or whatever it might be and so i i pursued it and was worried about it and got anxiety for it and frankly like conflated it into something that was going to be the reason why i was able to go to this like certain school or get the certain job as much as it helped with a scholarship that i got when i ended up going to pepperdine the like after i graduated not one time in my entire life has somebody said, what, what, what'd you get? What grade did what you were, get? What, were your, what was your GPA? Yeah. You know, like I had this plaque from being valedictorian that I centered above my bed for years because yeah. I thought, oh, this is the thing that'll give me worth. I am, I oh, am worthy because of these grades, not like for any other I'm reason. I'm so interested and, to see where the future of education is going. I mean, oh, this man. is taking a hard right turn off our original topic, but... Uh, this was a show where we talk about everything and nothing. But I am so interested as an entrepreneur who did not go to college and is extremely successful through hard work and self self I'm self-taught. I mean, it's not that I snapped my fingers and got this. It's that I gave myself the education. I am so interested to see what higher education, I'm using air quotes that y'all can't see, what higher education looks like in the next 20 years because the system is so broken.
The thing that's also changing at a faster pace than ever before is the influence of technology and innovation, the way that the companies that today have the, like the, the companies that have the biggest market cap or the biggest value are those that have completely disrupted other industries. And the things that you learn in traditional education are about more traditional things, yeah. right? And so I'm not sure that, the, I mean, like, do you need to have some basic blocking for how to do some math and how to understand some science and how to, yeah, but unless you're going into a specialist's field that depends on really having a deep understanding of that math or really having a deep understanding of that science, I'm not sure. I think it just kind of depends. It just kind of depends. But if you're an Uber and you've disrupted transportation but don't own cars, if you're an Airbnb, you've disrupted hospitality but you don't own buildings, if you're a, a Facebook, you've disrupted media but you don't own stations, like the, the people who have come in and disrupted things in those spaces didn't get the inspiration for that kind of disruption inside of a traditional textbook sure. that was teaching about how things have always been done. Sure. I just know, I know a lot of really successful entrepreneurs who did not go to college. So I just, I'm, I'm super interested to see how things shift and change. Like yeah. I think of like, we have jobs right now at this company, like let's say social media coordinator. If you know, if you're super talented at Instagram, like you could have built your personal Instagram, you could know how to do things personally and have the work, like have the proof to show it, you could get a job here tomorrow. For sure. And make good money and grow with the company. Because what we care about as business owners is that you know how to do the job we're hiring you for, not that you have a diploma. I mean, I hate to say this because I don't want to give anyone a pass, but the amount of time I spend on a resume relative to the amount of time I spend with the in-person interview, asking for proof of exactly work, right. like the, like those, those things relative to where you went to school or even like what the details of the previous jobs you had. Mm -hmm. I want to have a conversation. I want to know first and foremost, could I ride in a car with you for two and a half hours if I broke down somewhere and had you come pick me up? But also... You know what I heard the other day? Sorry yeah. I interrupted you. That's okay, honey. You know what I heard the other day that I thought was so good? I, I was don't. listening to Entree Leadership Podcast had the guy who was the CMO of Chick-fil-A Chick forever. And he was saying that the, the only question that they asked themselves when they were trying to decide if they should bring on a new franchisee was, would I want my teenager to work for this person that's good isn't that such a good that's a good test? that's a good test because it's like it's not like what i want my brother it's like what i want my teenager to work for this person yeah it's like having a rule or a question like you just said what i want to ride in the car for two and a half hours i don't know if that's a good test i didn't i feel like that's well, hurt I, you, you before. remember when you interrupted and i didn't get to finish <laughs> my answer that's the first that's the first piece the second piece is how has your work experience and life experience prepared you as the most qualified candidate for this role? Tell me, explain it to me. Because anyone who's sitting across from me in an interview has had a series of things happen that only they have had happen to them and a series of, of experiences in their work life that have uniquely prepared them to sit across the table. And their ability to articulate why all of those things make them the perfect candidate, show and tell a little bit, hey, here's this deal I closed, here's this piece of social media that I created, whatever it might be. If you compare that with the interpersonal piece, that to me, it gets you pretty close. I've also, though, I've admitted on previous podcasts, hiring is not my strength. No. I mean, I am such a not personal, either, really. like a, a, a people person that 
I overestimate the ability to ride do. in a car because I always do. I'm going to hang out here more than I am almost anywhere. Yeah. I want to make sure I get along with people. Well, and I like, I believe in people so much. So if someone's oh, like, yeah. oh, I can build a rocket. I'm like, that's all the proof I need yep. right there. Your verbal commitment to building the rocket. Do you promise? You do? Okay, perfect. Go, <laughs> so go out back and get that scrap metal working. But I think it's important to know that every leader has like things that they're really great at and Lots of people struggle with hiring. Yeah. That's why we have an HR team. You know what's interesting? I had a moment in a meeting yesterday where it was a group meeting and then part of the group dispersed. And I was in that short meeting, not my very best leader self. And to another one of my direct reports, I said, hey, I just got to witness. You just got to witness me doing something that sometimes flares up as a negative leadership trait. And I am aware of it, just am becoming more self-aware of it as I say this out loud, but because of my want to have you also hold me accountable, I wanna make you aware of it so that you can catch me in it. Um, and, I, and I don't know that it's a thing that like a less mature business operator me would have necessarily done, but I'm gonna try and do it all the time now. Yeah. I don't know where that came from. Sorry, that I think was super it, we're talking sidebar, about we're but... talking about everything is sidebar. Here's another sidebar closing us out on a fun topic. Oh. Did you see that The Rock's new movie is like the number one movie in the world? Hobbs and Shaw? Yeah. Is Which, it Hobbs and Shaw? I think so. This is not an ad, we promise. But I, I think have Hobbs been... and Shaw is like a tiger and a panda. What are you talking about? That's the name of the movie. No, there's like a little cartoon in the comic section back when the newspapers no, existed. No, that's Calvin and Hobbes. Calvin and Hobbes. That, which is not a panda. Who was One's it? a tiger One's and a, tiger. a little boy. And a little boy. Does wow. he look like a panda? No. No. No, but the point is I watched The Rock, who you guys know I love. I watched him like train for this movie forever, and then they would show him shooting this movie. And I am not an action movie kind of girl. No. At all. So, but then when it came out, I was like, this is so dumb. But part of me was like, well, I want to be supportive, <laughs> <laughs> which is so dumb. But surprisingly, swear to you, this is not an ad. I loved that movie. It was fun. Because it was funny. It was funny. I didn't know it was going to be funny. Spoiler alert, Ryan Reynolds. I mean, oh he, my gosh. He's, he's really so funny, funny in the movie. Yeah, he's, he's really, really funny. funny. So if you are looking for a date night, since this is Rise Together, which is a relationship podcast, I know it doesn't seem like it right now, but this really is a relationship podcast, um, that is a highly recommend date night. Uh, you know, check check common sense before you take a kid to see it. But. Speaking of relationship podcasts, uh, an in memoriam moment. Uh, I have no idea where this is going. Miley Cyrus and Liam Hensworth. Oh, you know what? Can I be honest? Oh, don't. I was upset when they got back together. Because he seems like such a good boy. Oh. I love Miley. You love all the Hemsworths. I, I love Miley, but Miley is a wild child. And this whole time I'm like, you know what? There, he's got some kind of weird, he wants to let a freak flag fly. And he can't, remember they were together, they broke up, got yeah. back together, and then they got married. I'm like, this poor boy. I was thinking like. He, you, you, can't, you can't try and control a Miley because she's just being Miley. She is just being Miley. But I was thinking that the other Hemsworth brothers were probably just like, we got to let him, you know, they're 
they're like, I imagine they're talking to mom and dad with their Australian accents, and they're just like, we gotta let him be what he's gonna be, mate. So there's like, there's Liam, there's Chris, and then there's an ugly one, and there's Harold. No, his name's like Paul. Stephen. Look it up. What's his name? I, I, I mean, how, there's, like, what, I shouldn't technology? have said an ugly one. He's probably an like a t- an average guy, but in comparison with the other two, I mean, Joe didn't have a chance. I mean, there are like. Jonas Brothers that aren't a part of the Jonas Brothers band. I know that poor Jonas that Brother got left do? out twice. But what if he chose to be left out? I don't. I don't know if he did. I think his name is also Harold. He's at the end of that documentary. There's a really good Jonas Brothers documentary on. Said no one. Amazon. Ever. I said it. I loved it. You're a weirdo. I got to find out all the BTS. Um, Hemsworth Brothers. Brothers. Let's let's really get down to the nitty gritty of what people are here for. So there's Liam. Yep. There's Luke. Luke, that's a good name. Is he Luke. handsome? I Luke mean, Hemsworth. Let Luke, me see. Luke Hemsworth. Where? Give it, give it closer. Oh. Oh, he's not bad. Oh, easy. easy. Well, no, I mean like I'm I just saying, in stay, my stay, head. Stay in, stay in your chair. In my head, I thought he was going to be a mess. How could how could the people who've created Liam? He needs and some help with his hair. You're right. Not also create another Adonis and a guy named Luke. Like he looks like he's going to go play on a rugby. Oh, oh, hello. One haircut is all you need. Oh, Hello. Well. The third Hemsworth got a haircut on my Google image and my suddenly goodness. everything changed. Well, this Luke is just, he is handsome as can be. He could definitely reprise the role of Luke Duke in a Dukes of Hazard remake. My I goodness. I would see that movie if it stars all Hemsworth brothers. The point is... That's they you there know is, they had a conversation. One, there's no point. They had a conversation where they were like, We just have to let we have to let Liam do what he's gonna do. And now all they can do is support him in his time of pain. Can we can we get into the harder hitting things? I yeah, we can, except I feel like have we been talking for like an hour? Not long enough. What Feels is the wrong. name of the other Jonas brother? Chris. I'm just taking a wild guess. All right, so we've got Nick Jonas. Joe Jonas. He's a, he's a handsome devil. Nick Joe. Nick Nick uh, is a guitarist. Joe, look at Joe Jonas. He's he's just as handsome as can be. He's a handsome devil. I don't know the third one. There's a guy named Kevin Jonas. Kevin, that's right. He's he the plays one that comes. The, up, he comes across a little whiny in the he, he plays the mandolin. I'm going to be honest. He which comes across. A I got to be honest. I did not know at the end of the documentary that there. I feel bad. Were people Sorry. playing mandolins? He's listening. And then they've got another brother, and his name levels. Levels, levels, levels. You're um, my elevator. I don't see his name. It How doesn't sad. matter. It doesn't matter. His name is Harold. Harold Jonas. And on that note, wow. this has been another award-winning episode of the Rise Together podcast. In today's episode, we talked about nothing and everything and also anything. <laughs> and we did that because the Start Today Morning Show, our weekly morning show. Not weekly, it's weekdays. Weekday morning show is coming back on what date, honey? August 26th. I thought you said the 28th. I would never, ever say the 28th because that's the third day of the morning show being back. It's the 26th day of August. You are correct. Monday, August 26th, 8 a.m. Central on Instagram and Facebook. If you've never experienced it before... You are missing some magic. It'll, it is the best way 
to start today. It is the best way to start today. It'll <laughs> literally change your life. It'll uh, make you laugh because we try to do a little bit of fun. Yeah, we do fun. It'll uh, be a little bit inspiring, hopefully. And it'll be hopefully a little bit of motivation because we're going to try and challenge you a little bit too. So, but it's mostly fun. If you like today's episode of the podcast, that seems highly unlikely. But just in case, take a, a screenshot <laughs> and put it on social. Tag me at Miss Rachel Hollis, Dave at Mr. Dave Hollis, and tell us what your favorite part was.